Someone's gonna murder us. They're gonna come around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Now I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Just like when I told you, I think people were gonna drive by our kitchen and shoot us. Huh? <laughs> no, that that one didn't. That one didn't get to me. No. Although, thanks, because I did wake up in the middle of the night to an episode of Ghost Hunters on the Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. <laughs> I was like dreaming about ghosts. And then a ghostesses. I was dreaming about ghostesses, and then I woke up, and I was like, they were like, oh my god, did you see that? <laughs> and I was like, what? What? I didn't see anything. And then I had to get, I really had to pee, so I had to get up. And I'm just like, and I'm looking, I'm looking down, and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna look, because I'm gonna see a shadow. A car's gonna drive by, there's gonna be a weird shadow, and I'm gonna think it's a ghost, and then I'm just gonna pee myself. So then, like, I went in the kitchen and just kept my head down, just peed. Wait, you went to the kitchen to pee? Bathroom. <laughs> Maybe the kitchen. I'm not sure. It's the middle of the night. You really had your head down. Yeah. Anyway. No wonder the dishes smelled funny this morning. That's gross. But I guess I can't say anything because I'm the one that did it. Yeah. Anyway. Um... So this is like an emergency recording. Yes, emergency. Because you are very upset. Why am I upset? Disappointed? I'm trying Why? to I'm trying to think of the right word. Why? Because of the movie. What movie? I'm, the movie that we just watched. No. I'm trying to find the right adjective. Well, you to don't let me tell feelings. you about the movie, so I can't tell you until we record. So you're just gonna have to wait. Well, and see, you like just our audience. you just went. <sighs> what I. The, <sighs> I was just surprised. I no, oh, you, you, unsatisfied. I don't know if unsatisfied is the right word. All right, well, let's back up and tell everyone what movie we're talking about. Well, first, can we say hello? This is a living room theater. Oh yeah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, living room theater where we r- rate movies, review them, and uh, give them a his, hers, ours, or theirs ranking. But mainly, we talk about movies. All right, so we were watching Drinking Buddies. Correct. With uh, Nick. A- <laughs> with with Olivia Wilde and uh Jake Johnson who is not Schmidt on New Girl. Yes, he's, it is Nick. He's Nick on New Girl. And I I picked up the movie cuz I figured that you would you would like to see it cuz it's Nick. I love Nick. I know. And I do not love Nick with a beard. Re- okay, but that as far as beards go, that is a pretty nice beard. It was except when he had like the weird spot. Because it wasn't even under his lip. Where he had, like, hairs jetting out? Uh, they weren't jetting out. It was, like, they a were, like, bald curling. spot. Oh, I missed that. So, yeah, that bothered me. Wait, was that was that after... Yeah, that? it was. Well, that's just because it was swelling. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, I think that's because... Okay, it was a darn good beard, though. Good job, Jake it, Johnson. It was, yeah, it was a very good beard. Um, would you... Do, do you think it qualifies as, like, a romantic comedy? I did until the end. That's probably why I went <sighs> in exasperation because it was leading up to a romantic comedy and then it didn't have the romantic comedy ending, which I was okay with. It didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the cliche. No. It wasn't the cliche experience, and it wasn't the cliche ending. It was awesome up until then. You described it as another movie. You said it was kind of like. Oh, um, you've got mail. Yeah. So I renamed it. You've got hops. 
Yes. Uh, it's like it's like you've got mail, but with beer instead of e- eat books. Email. Email. That, that, yeah. I guess. I guess without. Well, well a little bit mail of bu- books. Yeah. Okay, you know it's you've got mail, but instead of pencils, books, because he buys a, he gets he brings her a bouquet of pencils. But okay, here's the thing. Why don't I recall that at all? This, I thought that was one of your favorite lines. He, Tom Hanks is writing the email, and he's like, I love fall. Fall makes me want to go out and buy freshly sharpened pencils or something like that. And he was like, if I was, if I knew, met you, I would buy you oh. a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils. And I thought you said, wouldn't that be really cute to get a bouquet? You said it to me one time, and that's why I remember that part. Because you were like, isn't that cute? Did, we, did, did I say that in the basement? What do you mean in the basement? In my mother's basement. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Why? I'm trying to, like, relive the moment. You might have. I don't know. Whenever we watched You Got Mail, you said it. Okay. Anyway. So, it's like that, but in, but every all the major stuff in You've Got Mail, AOL, mm. um, books, mm-hmm. kids, little kids, um, Dave Chappelle, they're all replaced by beer. Yes. Yeah. I love You've Got Mail. It's one of my top ten. It's my ringtone on my phone. It is a ringtone. The puppy song. Not the sad puppy song. Not the sad puppy song. No, the other puppy song that's in there. Um, drinking Buddies. <laughs> yeah, Drinking Buddies. Are we that buddies. entertaining? <laughs> we, got, we got distracted by Drinking Buddies. Um, my only thing was we kept calling them not the right names. Well, I just called them by the actor actors' names. It took I, which a while is, for me to figure out their names. It's really it's a bad habit of mine. I just call everybody by their actors. But names. we weren't calling them by their actors' name. We were calling Nick Nick oh, from New right. Girl. Well, because here's the and- thing: with Nick, his name is Jake Johnson, right? I just learned that. Yes. Because I keep wanting to say Jack Johnson, but Jack Johnson oh, is the singer yes. guy. And in my mind, Jake Johnson was Schmidt. Yeah, so see, we gotta call him Nick. Yeah, he's Nick. Alright. But anyway, I, see, I think this falls, it's kind of a romantic comedy, but I think it's more of a, an R's romantic comedy. Yeah, I had more of a guy. Because it's, it's not just for the beer. I think the beer was, I think, I feel like the beer was kind of like an angle where they're like, yeah, well, I think they tried to de- to design Olivia Wilde's character as the ideal, almost her character and Anna Kendrick's characters together are like the perfect girl. I feel in most guys' minds, mm-hmm. you have like the little homebody who's nice and sweet and takes care of you, and then you have Olivia Wilde who's fun and one of the guys. Yeah, and if they could. Mixed together, it's Then it's, it'd be perfect. So maybe that's why the ending is the way it is. Because he gets everything any guy would want. Right. Oh, I don't know if we... Uh, well, we did already kind of say that it's not the... The end, I don't want to... Oh, we, we, kind of ru- we, we kind spoil. Of, we kind of ruined the ending. But it's we, still really good. Because really, I think it's more the journey that mm-hmm. brings that to it. It's a great journey, and then the me the end is is much better than you think. Because I love the ending, but yeah, it's. Um, I didn't think it was the ending, but I I said as it was going on, this is the best scene in the movie. It makes more sense, <laughs> yeah. 
But it's not like the... It's weird because it's not the the stereotypical, like, romantic comedy. Which I usually hate because it always follows the same kind of premise. Right, which they were leading this one to follow. And then it went... And made, like, a, a Yui. Yeah. Because the what the, to, in my mind, as a guy, most romantic comedies go along the lines of this. Woman is with jerk. Yes. Other guy enters picture. She flirts with him. They kind of get together, and then she loses the jerk guy. Like, after they've already gotten together. So she's already kind of cheated on the jerk guy. Mentally. But, like, like more, like, stronger, though, too. Like, more, like, like, she, I always feel like, to a certain extent, either they've shared a kiss or something, or more, or even, like, she's more committed to the new guy somehow. Yeah. But still drags it out with a jerk. And, like, granted, he's a jerk, but he's also kind of just meant to be a jerk. <laughs> So that you don't get upset that yeah. she's basically cheating on him. And they didn't do that on this one. They had the quote unquote jerks do the But they weren't aspect. they weren't, they weren't even, jerks. They weren't I know. even really jerks and like I wanted those two to get together. I'm sad those two didn't get together. Yeah. It's it's weird, but it's a formula that I think treats them more like real people and like things might actually happen. I'd like a Drinking Buddies 2. <laughs> this is one movie I want there to be a sequel. I want to know what happens. Well, I think it's open I think it's open to interpretation. You could think that eventually they do get together. I'm trying to figure out how old their characters are. I'm going to say in the 30s. All of them? I'm, Not well, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, I think, is late 20s. I think Olivia Wilde and Nick are in their early 30s. I feel like Ron Livingston's a little bit older. Yeah, because he said it 15 years ago if he would have met. I think he's... I'm going to say he's cl- getting close to 40. Wow. I'm going to say he's getting close to 40. His, yeah. his wet body hair distracted me. Oh, and the and the one scene where <laughs> yeah. you're also like they're fa- they're facing they're sitting like that where their crotch is open to the <laughs> they're clothed like not revealing crotches open to the camera. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the second time. I, I didn't notice. But their their legs spread. I'm just always very self conscious when I wear shorts. Now, okay, hang on. And I if, sit like that. If you're not, if you're not. Of getting a good mental image. When you, when she says, when Rachel says, their legs spread, <laughs> what she means is like, they're sitting. Like normal and they're, people and, sit. <laughs> yeah, they're like sitting on the beach and their legs are at like a 90 degree-ish angle. <laughs> the, the, the knee is like yeah. at a, a 90 yes. degree angle. And then they're, and then they're just sitting like that with their legs up. Or with their, yeah. So their arms can rest on their knees. Exactly. The way most people sit. Correct. After a certain age when they can't sit Indian style anymore. Correct. So, it's not like they're sitting in an awkward position. 
know. You just think it's weird because you think you assume that behind the camera there's a camera guy going. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the crotches. They just—it's just a strange, unbecoming angle. I didn't think I, I didn't notice it until well, you did. Well, imagine it on the big screen. Two crotches right there. But the, bam! But but the thing is, they're not. It's not like they're revealing. It's not like his swim trunks are so tight. You can see anything on Ron Livingston. But I looked to see if I could see anything. I guess. And that makes me feel like a perv in a non-pervy movie. I I guess I see your point, but I didn't... I think that's more of just a thing that you pick up on. It is. Had I directed, I would have not had them sit at that angle. Or I would have had one leg down and across and then the other one over top. So they're not Indian style. Well, not him. That would be weird. He could still sit like that because his shorts are long. It's really her. It was her sitting like that that bothered me. And she's younger, so she could still be flexible and sit in a more ladylike manner. There it is. She wasn't sitting like a lady. I don't think Indian style she would have been sitting like a lady either. No. And then she could have put her knees together and her feet off to the side. Was this 1950s? Yes. Beach Blanket Bingo. That's on Netflix Instant, I think. Oh, great. We should watch that. No, we shouldn't. <gasps> anyway. Okay, maybe we can. Okay. Anyway, but I think I think this fall this falls into a uh, a line of movies that I think of romantic comedies that are ours. Yes, if you're cool. Yeah, but like I think like you've got mail to to a certain extent is. Mm-hmm. Um, when Harry Met Sally, I think is an it would be an ours type romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Because they treat everybody like actual people. Yes, I felt like I would want to be friends with these people. Like they were people I see. Well, not around here. But people that I would want to see and hang out with. Yeah. And but yeah, they they all seemed like actual people and all their all their viewpoints were were decently yes. represented. They weren't hoity toity, fake over the top, going to galas and strangeness. Like it was like real down to earth people and their relationships. Yeah. But there weren't like two people that they focused on then their no. stories and then like there was Anna Kendrick's character that yeah. you had no idea what she was doing. Although I am curious when she's making the diorama, I missed why she's doing that. Is that just her hobby? She said for work, so I'm assuming she's just going to take it to school. Okay. I understand how she is. I understand. Wait, if she's a teacher, though, why is she going to Costa Rica? She was going with girlfriends. Okay. Um, They're meeting up from college. And then, like, Ron Livingston, you still had, like, an idea what he was thinking, what was going on in his head. Mm-hmm. So... Um, ours. The, uh, ours, but before, one other thing I wanted to mention. One thing I really liked is that they made Olivia Wilde look very attractive, but she wasn't, like, over the top made up. Yeah, I don't think she wore makeup at all. I mean, like, obviously she Well, yeah, like, makeup, I, but, but, like, they didn't, they didn't do her over the top to make her look, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So kind speaking of over-the-top makeup, do you know what I saw today? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this is the new segment. Rachel went to the movies without without Keith <laughs> because it was a movie that Keith didn't want to see. Right. So it's all me. We need a theme song for that. Quick, make one up. Rachel goes to the movies. She leaves Keith at home. Boom. <laughs> I like it. All right. So you saw The Hunger Games. Catching Fire. Catching Fire. Hunger Games 2. Hungrier. 
They're hungry like the wolves. I'm really looking forward to the third Hunger Games, starving. Um, anyway, I yeah, I I will probably eventually see it. You will. But I don't really care to go to the movies in order to see it. Since well, since people know that I don't like the first I didn't like the right. first one as much. Well, I I went to a theater that's actually about a mile and a half, 2 miles at tops from our house. And it's it's a pretty neat experience. Um I sat in a, a computer chair with a counter in front of me and um, it's one of those where you can get food. So I had, you know... A where's, little... the, where's the food come from there? It doesn't come from the Pizza Siena, does it? No, no, no. They have their own okay. kitchen. So I had, you know, it's a cool. sandwich and... Well, actually, I got a, a wrap and nachos <laughs> and popcorn and a beverage. And it was just... It was it was neat. Um, but yes, I saw The Hunger Games. And I thought before I left the house that I should have taken a box of tissues and I was correct. I should have. My napkins had a lot of use yeah. because I sobbed the entire time. Is it is it just very emotional or does like everybody die? Is it like the Empire Strikes Back of the Hunger Games series where everybody dies? Yeah. Well, no, no. That's the thing. Like it the second book was my favorite book. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes. At the end of Catching Fire, Correct. has Katniss's hand been cut off and replaced with a robotic <laughs> hand? And is the capital back in power and stronger than ever? No and no. Okay. Was her partner, whatever his name was? PETA. PETA. Was PETA frozen in carbonite or like a some kind of a PETA container? <laughs> like, a, like, like a Tupperware like, container? Yeah, like a freshness fresh. <laughs> container. Just spit on you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he was captured. Oh. Yes. So kind of. It was kind of. Yeah, kind okay. Of. All right. Um, but yes, second one is the, is the roller coaster. Okay. I mean, I'm just going to tell you what happens. Can I? You can. I might just cut some. I'll cut some of it okay. out for people, but um, you can tell me. I'll put in one of our patented bloops. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's the Hunger Games, and we have to have a Hunger hunger Game. But the, yeah, but this is arena. more like the revolution stuff that started in the this first is, one. Well, this is leading this into is it because the revolution is catching fire, right? <laughs> yes. Are you going to let me talk about the movie Sorry, I ahead. saw without you? Sorry. Okay. Um, well, I kept looking at my watch because I forgot how long it was leading up to the Hunger Games. So it was their victors tour. And they were traveling through all of the districts and seeing firsthand what's going on. And, I mean, it was just so emotional going and seeing all the dead tributes, families, and the relationships that were building and how, just how crappy these people have it. Okay. It's they tough. show it more so than they did in the first one? Yes. And they mentioned Effie's name this time. Effie Trinket. Who is Effie Trinket? Exactly. You don't know who Effie Trinket is because you didn't read the books. She was like the painted up lady that draws for the reaping. Oh, Elizabeth Banks. Correct. Um, she, she has a much bigger role in this one. Um, but of course it is the third quarter quell. Because President... Bless you. Thank you. President Snow is mad. And he knows... That's Donald Sutherland. Correct. Right? Okay. He knows I like him. that um, stuff's... Stuff's going down. 
Even he, know, if, he knows the people aren't happy. Yeah, even if Katniss doesn't realize it, which she doesn't, off like at first, uh, he knows that she's like the driving force behind this. She doesn't realize that she's like the, the is like the figurehead for the rebellion. Yeah, she has okay. no idea. She doesn't know she's like the Princess Leia. No. Okay. And um, but then she starts to get an idea about it. Out of curiosity, mm-hmm. how does she get the idea? How does she, what makes her go? I'm the leader of the rebellion. Um. Well, I'm glad you asked. When they were on the train... I hope I hope it just involves somebody going, you're the leader of the rebellion. <laughs> well, kind of. Like, her sister even said, you know, we're going to follow you. Like, her sister was even catching, like, picking up on it. But when they were in the train... The tra- sister that she sa- saved in the first one? Yes. Okay. When they were on the train going into the first district, she... They went through a tunnel, and there was just a flash of her Mockingjay pin symbol. And she was like, did you see that? And, of course, Peta didn't see it. And <laughs> Why? Peta's an idiot. <laughs> and um, then every time they went, like, people would do the little three-finger symbol up towards her. The read between the lines? I guess. That's kind of what it looks like. I know. I don't get, I don't get that one. But I don't either. Whatever. And, I mean, people were dying for her. Yeah. Now, let me ask you. In the book. Mm-hmm. Or, hang on. Let me back up. My biggest problem with the first one is that... If I didn't read the book, I was very confused on certain things. Like, in the first movie, I'm probably going to leave this part in, so I'll say spoilers if you haven't seen the first movie. Oh, everybody's seen the first movie. Probably. The the little black girl that dies. Rue. Rue. She gets really emotional, and it seems like it should be a really emotional scene, but I don't understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. But you explain that it's supposed to be because Rue reminds her, Katniss, of... Her sister. Correct. But there's nothing in the movie, I feel, that really makes that connection. That's something that you get from the book. Mm -hmm. So in Catching Fire, if I didn't read the book again, am I going to understand more, you think? Or is there stuff that... I think you will, because I think they made it longer. And they, the, the part where I'm talking, the reaping, didn't happen for like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Okay, like so the they spent, first part was all like was all like character development. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, character development was the the big thing for the whole. Why I cried all the time, and because I knew what was going to happen. Like I knew who was going to die. I knew how they were going to die, and it was just like I knew it was coming. And I even looked over at my mom and put him like, "Oh no!" Because like the part in the book that just made me cry and cry and cry and sob. Like I didn't want to see it happen, and then when it happened, I'm like, oh, oh. but. And then what's the, what what's the third one? Is that is that all like the revolution and the big uprising and like? Do you want me to tell you? Are you going to be upset if I spoil it for you? No. All right. Yeah. No. You know what? Don't tell me. Okay. Don't. Do you want to tell me? Well. Okay. Don't tell me. I won't tell. Uh, I just love it. But I mean, no, uh, well, okay, let me ask you this the question then, because mm-hmm. this is really kind of what I'm curious about. In the third one, mm-hmm. is there another Hunger Games, or is it then, do they not have, an, is it more about like the rebellion that has been in the uprising? Yeah. Is there a Hunger Games in it? No. Okay, it's all about, okay. That's all I wanted to know. Okay. You want to tell me more, don't you? She becomes like queen, doesn't she? <laughs> I just, I just want to tell you. I don't want to tell you, though, but I do. You you don't like them anyway, so if I ruin it for you, it doesn't matter. But you don't want to ruin it for me, apparently. How about we not 
deal with this right now, and then you can just decide if you want to tell me later. Because then I don't have to cut it out. No, well, well, it's okay if you cut it out. I know, but I'm saying you can just tell me later if you want. But you can think about whether or not you want to ruin it for me. <sighs> okay. I give it I give it a hers, definitely. I can't I can't say. Right. Um maybe, maybe. If you like the first Hunger Games, I suggest seeing the second one, obviously. The only part I didn't like was the very ending. Unlike Drinking Buddies, in which I liked the ending. See, you seemed like you didn't like the ending of Drinking Buddies, but I guess I, I was taking your your shock, but after ten minutes of thinking yeah. about it, you were like, I like it. Well, I didn't like the ending. Just It wasn't... I mean, I knew... It wasn't what you were expecting. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Hunger Games again. Okay. I knew... I knew... You knew what the ending was. I know what the ending is, yeah, because of the book, but it was one of those, like, artsy-fartsy film choices, and I'm like crap like as they were setting it up i'm like oh here it is and then of course that's how it ended and i'm like mm. like <sighs> now when is the when is the next one being done i don't know i hope soon i mean is it i think they already filmed it didn't they i don't know because i was gonna say was it is it like the end of back to the future 2 where they're like coming in 1990 and it's no like, and then it, no and then i'll it tell you the ending wild whistle valley the ending is, but I know I understand because now, now she's she caught fire. You don't like you don't <laughs> like you don't like the endings where they're like they have this weird scene of like the character getting pissed. Yeah, because it's overdone. And it's like drawn out. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it makes sense, and and with the story, it makes sense. Okay. So can we go back to romantic comedies for a second? Sure. Because we watched the last, uh, the last movie in the, oh, shit, I should have had it pulled up already. The last movie? The last movie in the trilogy. I screw up the name. I always mess up the name of it. Uh, the Cornetto trilogy? With, uh, oh. that ended with The World's End? What? That's a romantic comedy? No, not World's End, but it starts with Shaun of the Dead, which is like kind of a romantic comedy. Shaun of the Dead is a romantic com- with what between two guys? They call it a they call it a zomcom. No, because he's try- it's him and the girl. Oh, see, I don't think that's a romantic comedy at all. Okay, but you like it? Do you like so you don't you don't even care that there's a romantic angle in the movie? No, because I didn't like follow it at all. Oh. Hey, well, and I'm looking up the name, yeah, Cornetto Trilogy, and I was looking up the, it's all, it's the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy, also known as the Blood and Ice Cream Trilogy. I'm, I'm gonna just make movies one day and put some random BS title with it like that, because that makes no sense. Okay, no, but here's the thing. I don't think he originally meant it as a trilogy. Yeah, because they're not connected at all. But I think they, like, it's the same people working on it. And then each film is connected to a Cornetto ice cream with a Cornetto of the appropriate flavor appearing in each film. Shaun of the Dead features a strawberry-flavored Cornetto, which signifies the film's bloody and gory elements. Hot Fuzz includes the blue original Cornetto to signify the police element to the film. <laughs> and The World's End features the green mint chocolate chip flavor in a nod to aliens and science fiction. 
The name originates from a silly joke. That's in quotes. Silly, <laughs> silly joke. During the promotion of Hot Fuzz, when somebody pointed the Cornetto connection out to write, while the three movies are not a true trilogy, they do portray a related item in each of them. Ice cream. <laughs> um, Which I didn't even notice. Let's see. And then there's also the running gag involving the garden fences. Mm-hmm. Where they try to hop the fence. And um, the fence falls down. Boo. Yeah. It's funny. The first time? And the last time. The second time it wasn't funny. But then they all... The films are also kind of all... Um, certain takes on, like, classic genres, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, the first one, zombies, movies. The buddy sec- Cop. The se- yeah, Buddy Cop. And then the last one is, I guess, like, Alien... Alien invasion. I think an alien ship just went past our house. Yeah. Science fiction apocalyptic ones and stuff. Anyway. So, you actually, you liked Shaun of the Dead. I did. Shaun of the Dead. It's your favorite zombie movie. It is. Because I hate zombies. You might also like Zombieland. We should watch that sometime. Maybe. I don't like real, well... <laughs> I don't like real zombies, but I don't like it when they make zombies scary. You like, like funny zombies? I like funny zombies. Because real zombies freak me out. Because I'm afraid that happens in real life and right. I'm doomed. Except I think that I could outrun a zombie because they seem to be very slow. And now, when they make them fast zombies, oh boy, I'm screwed. Okay, so we can't watch any of the movies where they make them fast zombies. Oh, no. We can't watch any where they make them slow either. When they make them stupid and they run into walls, we can watch those ones. Okay, so we can watch, like, Shauna, that we could probably watch Zombieland then. Yeah, and I mean, um, uh, Warm Bodies, they're pretty stupid zombies. Yeah. Well, I don't warm know, bodies, that was getting kind of. Warm Bodies was something else, though. Right, it was getting border borderline, though. Creepy zombies, though. Yeah. Like, that, I was pushing it. Had they not had the love element in that, I really would have... Oh, boy. Um, so, Shaun of the Dead, I would say, is an R's. Because people could... You could watch that. I think, I think that's... I think that would be an R's. Yeah. Hot Fuzz I, is where it starts to get dicey for me. It does. Because I think Hot Fuzz... On on watching it again, mm-hmm. it seems really long. It was extremely long. It seems like a really long setup for the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, the last bit is awesome. The shootout. Once, once he figures out what's going on, it's great. Mm-hmm. But there's a really long setup to it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd say it's my least favorite of the three. So possibly an an ours, maybe a his, maybe a theirs. I think it's more of a, a his. I think because it relies a lot on the on the buddy cop, and then World's End, which is the newest one, where they go on an epic pub crawl at the same time that. Robots are invading the planet. You're shaking your head already. <laughs> well, you do you remember what you said? You, you think you would have liked it more? Yes, I was just going to say that's why I'm shaking my head. I absolutely loved 
the whole concept of the reliving the past and going on the bar crawl and his journey of trying to find himself and how all of his friends seemed to have grown up, but he was just stuck in the past. And it was, it was wonderful. And I'm like, oh, there is so much substance. And then they put the stupid robots in it halfway through and it just ruined it for me. Well, I think, I think the thing is all three movies are also, are about guys specifically usually Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. <laughs> but they're about guys dealing with their emotions. And it's hard for guys to deal with their emotions, so they put them in these outlandish situations where they're forced to deal with their emotions. So I think that's kind of part of a part of what's going on in there. But I think the problem is by the time they've gotten to the third one, Everyone in that group that has worked on the movies, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and everybody else that surrounds him, have been doing it for so long now mm-hmm. that they've gotten really good mm-hmm. at what they do. So now it seems, when they have emotional scenes like in the bars and stuff, and then they have to deal with the aliens, it, it's a weird jump. Yeah. Because their their moments talking were just so great. And I was, like, on the edge of my seat, like, oh, this is wonderful. And then I fell asleep when the the nonsense started halfway through. Because it took so long for the robots to be introduced. And I was really hooked. And then had me, lost me. Thank you, Eddie Izzard. (laughs) Two people got that joke. That's all right. Eddie Izzard, if you're listening, thank you. Um, what if Eddie Izzard listened? That would be fantastic. Oh. I'll, I'll, um, I'll tag him in the, uh, in the episode. They'll listen. Oh, he's a funny man. He's a funny man. Hmm. But yes, I agree. I think if they had stuck with just the bar crawl, mm-hmm. it would have been a very different movie. It would have. And I don't think it would have fit into the Cornetto no. trilogy. But I think it would have been a darn good movie. It would have been a really good movie, I think. Because I, I, I would have watched it. Mm-hmm. Because it was funny even without including, like, it was funny before it even got to the aliens and stuff. Well, because I didn't think they were funny. What do you mean? I didn't think the aliens were funny. Not really. A little bit. They were too zombie-like. Like, all turning their heads. Yeah. And walking. But like yeah, the funny parts didn't really have a whole lot to do with the with the aliens. Mm-mm. I didn't think it. I didn't think it added a whole lot. It almost distracted from it. Not now. That being said, I did enjoy it. I mm-hmm. did enjoy it quite a bit. But I think it would have been better. I agree. It would have been better with it had they not included it. Yeah. So I think I'm. I think I'm going to say first half, ours. Mm-hmm. Second half, his. Yeah. I think it could, the whole thing could be... No thing, I think, could be an R's. An R's. Just be prepared going in knowing that that major jump is going to happen. And don't but, have your heart set on. <laughs> but yeah, it does, it does feel a little disjointed. Because mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, everybody got so good at what they're doing mm-hmm. that it's, it becomes weird. 
Yeah. Because also they give him, like, a very serious backstory and stuff, too. Yes. Like, in the first one, like, the writing's kicked up a notch, the directing's up, the acting's up. Everything's up in the movie, like, the t- talent-wise. So that by the time you get through World's End, you're like, well, I mean, I liked it, and it was, it was very well done, but it wasn't what I was expecting if you watched, like, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is great because it's, like, it's simple. Mm-hmm. And they started... Right off the bat with zombies. Yeah, they like they gave you like ten minutes, and then they were like, "Okay, zombies are here." Like, I'm not sure if the like you can classify Shaun of the Dead as zombie, like, but I don't know if you can classify World's End as alien robots. I would classify as alien robots. But it was only half of the movie. I would still classify as alien robots. See, I have a hard time. Giving it a, All right, a category. We'll, we'll, we'll write a letter to the Alien Robots Movie Classification Board. Okay. The A R M the arm arm arm. Um, Alien Robot A R M. What's the M stand for? Movie. Oh. Classification C. Arm board. B. Yeah. Arm cab. Alien robot movie classification. The arm clab. We'll steal the. No. No, no. We mean no. <laughs> the board of arm. So we'll make it the the barm. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Dear barm. What do you consider <laughs> the world's end? Please listen to episode four of Living from the Theater for our thoughts. Happy episode four. Yes, happy episode four. <laughs> Technically, this is five, but I because I didn't put a number on the Doctor Who special. Ooh, I just called it the Doctor Who special. That's a good episode. That's a good episode. I love me some Doctor Who. You do. <laughs> now I would classify that as alien robots. <laughs> now you want <laughs> well, yes, but Daleks and Cybermen. I was I wasn't sure how many other aliens you're gonna name. Ah, uh, just the two. Okay. The TARDIS. Oh. That's not an alien. Okay. Well. Anyway. Is it from Earth? No. Then it's an alien. But it's, but it's, I was gonna I was gonna say it's not alive, but oh, it is TARDIS not, is alive. It is alive. I don't know if you did you see the did you see the Doctor's Wife episode? No. Okay, we'll have to go watch that. Okay. That's all for Living Room Theater. We're gonna go watch Doctor Who. Wait. Until next time. D- wait. Did you want to cover? Your favorite go-to-bed movie? Yes, my favorite go-to-bed movie. This Hang is like on. the Rachel episode. Hang on. I had one other thing to say. Fun fact. Did you know yes. that two actors that have played James Bond <gasps> have been in the Cornetto trilogy? Um, What's his face? Pierce Bron- Brosnan and Roger Moore. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yes. Because he was in the third one. And Quantum of Solace guy. Daniel Craig? Yes. No. no. Pierce Brosnan. You have, two, you have three more guesses. And Sean Connery. No. Okay. Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore. No, you already said that. <laughs> I said Roger Moore? Yes. Okay. Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton. Yes. I knew it was Timothy Dalton the whole time because it was Greg's guy and I was trying to... He's only in two James Bonds. And you're trying to remember his name. 
Now, I knew his name. I just couldn't think of him. Do you know the other actor that's played James Bond? <laughs> Have I named like all of them? You've named all of them except the, <laughs> you've named all of them except the one guy that was in one movie. One movie, what? He's oh, in one Bond one James movie. Bond movie. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan and no, yeah, um, just one. Yeah, he's in just one. Can you name the movie? Yeah. Oh, do you want me to name it for you? Yeah, I'm gonna help you. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. No wonder he was only in one. That's a lame title. Well, that is a lame title. I don't know. George Lazenby. He wasn't even an actor. He just walked in and was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm Bond. He, James exa- Bond. Pretty much. He was just like, I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to play James Bond. And he was like flirting with the secretary. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, it's a very James Bond thing to do. So they're like, you're in. <laughs> and then... They're like, you suck. <laughs> well, and... He didn't actually suck as James Bond. The movie had a couple of problems to it because the they were trying to. Well, the problem is Sean Connery was so big at the begin, like yeah. And then they tra- they had to transition from him, so they put some in jokes in there. So like he runs down on the beach and saves this girl, and then they like the girl drives off, and then the other guys still drive off or something. And then he turns to the camera and he goes, "Well, this never happened to the other guy." Like, nodding to the fact that there was another James Bond before him. Boo. And then he's, like, he fake retires from MI6, and, like, he's going through his drawers, pulling out mementos from all the other movies. Boo. Yeah. Um, but the main problem with him, because he was, he was contracted to other ones, was he became, because he wasn't an actor, and he wasn't, like, expecting, like, everything to happen to him. <laughs> he, uh... He, like, went overboard and started to get into trouble and stuff. Like, outside of the thing. And he was just like, I shouldn't be James Bond anymore. Um. Was Timothy Dalton in Hot Fuzz? Yes. What did he play? He was, uh, he was the head of the secret organization and the owner of the supermarket. Oh, yes. With the ninjas. There aren't any ninjas. I made that up. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't make <laughs> um, With he the was, cyber pigs. He was also in a Doctor Who serial. He played the head of the Time Lords. Ooh. So, there's that. Anyway. The moment we've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. Rachel's uh, go-to-bed movie. Theme song. When Rachel can't sleep and she needs a movie, she goes on demand and this is what she watches. I am saving both of those theme songs for when, eventually, when you go to the movies again without me and when you pick a new movie. Do you know all my theme songs include snaps? (laughs) The the, the theme song for this show doesn't. No. I like movies. No, snaps don't work for that. <laughs> you almost started to do like a Louis Armstrong impression. <laughs> I like movies. She likes movies. They like movies. We like movies. Living room. Theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. I couldn't do the oh, yeah. But I knew it was coming. <laughs> Anyway. Drum roll. <laughs> My movie to go to sleep with is Wreck-It Ralph. Awesome. 
You really love Wreck-It Ralph. All I time. love Wreck-It Ralph. And it's not that it's boring that it puts me to sleep. I think it is. It's a comfort movie. That's the thing. It, it's a, there are movies that I like to watch that oh. go into sleep that don't really make a lot of sense, but they're just... What? Wreck-It Ralph makes sense. No, no, no. no. Oh. I mean, like, you would say them to people and they'd yeah. be like, why would you watch that movie going to bed? But oh. the thing is, it's just a very soothing movie, a, a very oh. comforting, soothing movie. And I'm so good, and I've watched it so many nights, that I can do the the page up button that skips it forward five minutes, and I know what each five-minute increment will stop on. Really? I am that darn good. I know ten minutes in, they're in the um, Bad Guy Anonymous meeting. You you have apparently watched this movie way more than even I knew. Ah, uh, yes. I believe so. Fan. Fantastic movie. I remember one night when I was sick, though, this was a couple weeks ago, I kept waking up and Wreck-It Ralph would be on. So I guess you kept waking up, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. and starting it over again. But anyway, Wreck-It Ralph. Mm. Why, why, what do you love about it so much? I just feel that it is, I don't know, it's such a great, it has such a great message. Like, it's a good messaged movie. <laughs> it is. And it, I, I love the colors. And I love the whole idea about these video game characters in an arcade going to, like, the Grand Central Station, which is the surge protector. Because you actually want that world to actually exist, right? Yeah. And then they can go into the other plug. And, like, every time I watch it, I notice something different. Like, you can see the outlets in the surge protector in Grand Central Station where the plugs are sticking in. Like, And I just think that's so neat. Like, those little details. Yeah. And well, there's a lot of like little details in there too mm-hmm. from like video, other video mm-hmm. games stuff. I bet there's a lot that you don't pick up on though. Like Tapper. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Mario. His face is like the Tapper guy. Did you, but you knew about Qbert. Mm-hmm. When the Qbert first pops up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Oh. But yeah, there's a lot. And like, like some of the villains and stuff in the. Yes. In the superhero, and the, in the superhero, and the villains anonymous meetings yes. are like old video game characters. There's a lot of hidden stuff if you're mm-hmm. if you like video games. But I, when I was watching part of it earlier today with you, the um, what's her name? Sarah Silverman's character, Vanellope. Vanellope. Vanellope von Schweetz. Is that what they call her the whole time? Vanellope. Yeah. I always thought it was Penelope. It's Vanellope. It's Vanellope. They're in a candy game. Well, that doesn't mean that her name has to be something weird like that. It's Princess Vanellope. But we don't know if she's a princess. I know, we don't know until the end. Spoilers. Ah. Anyway. And I love how he finds out. She, how? Because she's on the game console. She's on the side of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, oh, my God. He's like, hey, wait a minute. If she's not supposed to be part of it, why is she on the side? I like how... More spoilers for this, but first of all, I really like the part where they break up her... He ends up in her game. Mm-hmm. And she breaks up her... Or the, 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 the mean girls break up her roadster. Yes. And then he comes down and stops them. Mm-hmm. And then... Because he, he's going after the medal that he just won another game. And she stole it from him. She's in a race. And there's a part where she's like, she, the, she's trying to get him to team up with her. And she extends her hand. She's like, 
Come on, pal. <laughs> Chum. Buddy. <laughs> and the animations for her face are really good mixed with Sarah Silverman's yeah. voice. It's really, it's really funny. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, it's, she goes on for a really long time. And then, and that makes it really fun. Because at first it's like weird that he's not like responding. And then she just keeps going. Yeah. And it ends up being really funny. I think Jane Lynch is fantastic as her character. Yeah. And um, uh, what's his name from Thirty Rock? Um, who's the Mister Fix It? Fix It, Lex. What's so Fix It? Mister Fix It's like is it a thing, right? Mister no. Fix It is definitely a thing. Mister Clean pro- is a thing. Mister Fix It's a thing too. Hmm. Hang on, I, I'm trying to think of the actor's name. But I like how they created all the different worlds. I'm cutting you off. How they created the different worlds for each video game. That's just so cool. But and my other favorite thing is the story really flows very well oh, yeah. into like there's so much going on, but it doesn't it doesn't become an issue. Mm-mm. Like it works out really well. John Cromer. Um, no. Huh. John Lazario. Is it is this it Jack McBrayer? Are you looking up um yeah, Jack McBray. See, I would have just gone to IBDM and looked up. Uh, well, I was already on. Uh-huh. I was already on Wikipedia. But he, yes, he's very good as the voice of Fix It, Felix Junior. Junior. Why is he Junior? I don't know. I wonder who his dad is. I mean, Fix It, Felix, obviously. Fix. Well, yeah, Fix It, Felix, but. But then also like the reveal of the villain. I'm gonna be honest. Oh. I did not see that coming because oh, no. I wasn't paying attention to it. Cause they just they they just throw that in, they just, it's just like a quick little thing like they're like they're throwing around this slang term going turbo. for a while, mm-hmm. and then finally they're just like oh this is turbo was and she's like oh okay because she was new the game just got plugged in a week yeah. ago so and, she wouldn't have known and you're just like oh okay so that's who turbo is mm-hmm. and then you don't realize that all of a sudden they're just like it's turbo mm. And it, the oh, because she's a glitch, she can't leave her game, and the game is being destroyed. Oh my gosh, I cried, I cry. Because you just want her to be able to go through like everybody else to Grand Central Station, and she can't. It's up there. It's it's up there in, in yeah. animated movies lately. Yeah, because it's a different story. Mm-hmm. A really good story about bullying. Mm-hmm. You call me up, you're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. You're just like, one of the students said that they murdered you. I was like, oh, I totally got owned this morning playing Call of Duty. Is that what they meant? I think there's there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of extra stuff in there for adults. adults. Mm-hmm. But it's also just a really good story. And now, you know I'm going to put it on again tonight. No, I, I almost put it on today instead of Inspector Gadget. I wish I would have. Now, right now... You like it better than The Crudes, Monsters University. Oh yeah. Turbo. Yeah. Do you think do you think any of those might eventually become your wreck it Ralph? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Turbo? I cuz I could see Turbo. What was the second one that you said? The Crudes. Oh, Crudes, Animals. Mon- Monsters, Monsters University. Monsters University won't, I don't think. There's another one that I was thinking of, but I can't think of what it was. See, I- Maybe. I don't know. Not for a while, though. Not for a while. Sorry, you're going to have to deal with Wreck-It Ralph. Well, until it's off on demand, <laughs> then, we're, then I'm screwed. Yeah. Then I have to find a new one. 
I don't know if it's on, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's on, uh, Netflix Instant. Mm. Alright, so hang on, we covered the Cornetto Trilogy. Yes. Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. The new Hunger Games. And Drinking Buddies. Mm-hmm. Alright, anything else you want to say before we close out? Anything you want to recommend? Any TV shows? Anything? NCIS LA. <laughs> Wonderful show. New Girl. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, Jess. First season, I think first season, maybe first two seasons are on Netflix instance, so people should check that out. I love the first season of New Girl. Hilarious. Was this the second season? I think we're on the third season. Oh, second season, loved. Beginning of third season? Eh, maybe because they had Coach come back. But well, this last episode, laugh out loud. Thanksgiving yes. episode. Hoot! It was a hoot! I think now they're finally figuring out where Coach fits. Yeah. I think it took them a couple episodes to figure out where Coach fits in. What's like they have too many? Their group has too many in it. A little bit, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think they were trying to figure out how Coach fits in. Yeah. But I think now they do. Any shows you, you recommend? Um, I'm no. trying to think. Not really. I haven't, been, I haven't been watching too much lately. I know, because we watch movies. We watch, I've been watching movies, and I've been catching up on some other stuff. Uh, I talked about Arrow last time, I think. I talked about yeah. that on Doctor Who one. Um, There's a ringing in my ear. Probably a tumor. It's not a tumor. Um, Frozen is playing at the theater that I went to today. Oh, do you want to see Frozen? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's like four bucks. Oh, really? A ticket, yeah. Okay. With no food. All right. It costs 15 with food. Okay. Like a popcorn and nachos and a well, sandwich maybe, and a drink. Maybe we'll check it out. I don't know if I want to see Frozen. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of kids there. A lot of kids. Um, I wore my sunglasses. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I would recommend. Skyfall. I, I feel like I haven't watched any TV lately, but I have. Not too much has been on, though, lately. No, this past week, because of Thanksgiving. Because of Thanksgiving. We the turkey. Mashed potatoes? Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to recommend. All right. Let's close out. All right. This has been Living Room Theater. That's Keith over there. Hello. Or goodbye. And I'm Rachel. Adios for our Spanish-speaking listeners. I say listeners in Spanish. El Licenoros. That might be right. I don't, I know. don't think. Escut- escuchens? Isn't escuchar listen- to listen? No, I thought it was in... I thought it was like aduar. I do Oh, because it has like... That was like the same kind of thing from like audio. I don't know. It's been a long time since I took Adios. <laughs> Adios. Uh, buenas noches. <laughs> Roll the credits. Roll los, los credits. <laughs> lame. <laughs> but it made you laugh, so you cannot say lame. Can you end with me saying lame? He likes movies, she likes movies, we like movies, they like movies, living room theater!